What's up, y'all? This is from Books to Bills, a podcast for young professionals, and this is our 10th episode. Can you believe it? Yes! And we're okay, so ha- 10. Come on, 10. We're so happy to be here with you all on this evening, morning, afternoon, whatever time it is that you're listening. This is Erica, um, hailing right now from Dallas, but soon to be Atlanta, Georgia, shawty. Hey! Oh, okay, Atlanta. Atlanta. What is this Welcome new to news? Atlanta, what a play is playing, and we riding them like, like every day. Yeah. I wish y'all could see okay. Erica in this little dance she got going on. But you know what? If I was coming, if I was coming out of bondage, y'all, y'all don't mm-hmm. hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Tap your neighbor. My, my, my. Come uh, on now. And going to the Holy Land. Come, yeah. If I was coming oh, out of Baton oh, Rouge oh, and going to Atlanta, hey. Ain't, ain't good. Somebody tell the Lord, thank my God, you. on today. Mm, thank you, God. Mm, well, with that being said, and, and thanks being given to the Almighty, I will introduce Amen. myself. Y'all know who I am, but this is Shaq, everybody's favorite staff member. Because I wasn't going to forget to say that. Yeah. Dang, I was like, <laughs> come on now. Tenth episode we done gave the Lord thanks and this, this Negro line. But anyway, hey, everybody, this is Jasmine. Whew, y'all, I'm back in Tyler, Texas. Back Erica then took me around the world and now yeah yeah, but I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I Ooh, think I, special shout out to my friends. I'm gonna just put this in here. Special shout out to my friends, my ride or dies, Jasmine and Shaquille, because they have been super supporters on my move to Atlanta. Me and Jasmine took a day trip to Atlanta to find me a place to rest my head, and I praises be we found one. And Shaquille is gonna drive me on down to Georgia. He going to do a lot of the driving. Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. So shout out to some great friends. Are y'all ready to kick it off with the petty question? No. Yes, I yes, am yes. anxious. So funny enough, I won't name any names. I'll tell y'all off air for real, for real. But this is actually based on a true story. And while I was talking to the person, um, they gave me an update on this situation. So I'm excited to share that after we um, dialogue. So. Sean has been out sick for an extended period of time, like multiple weeks. Around the office, everyone thinks that he has been hospitalized for something. Um, however, your fa- your Facebook friends with Sean, and you've been seeing him at various parties and events. And one night before your shift, he asked um, if you can cover for him because he's sick, quote unquote. What's your response? A, a simple no. B, read it. Read the text message, but do not respond. <laughs> C, say something slick and refer to his Facebook um, post. Or D, other. Well, Sean is full of shit, for one. I mean, this is the 10th episode, and of these 10 uh, staff meetings that we've had, <laughs> we didn't had at least six times where we have discussed Sean and his shit. So... If Sean wasn't already on my block list, um, I <laughs> I certainly would read that text and not respond. Because I'm not about to play with you. I'm not even finna go around trying to tell you no lie. I ain't trying to be nice. I ain't getting, I ain't dealing with it. Forget you. You can parlay all around on the town on Facebook. You can bring your butt to work. Shaq, I feel like you're telling it a lie. Because I could hear you reply to Sean and be like, <laughs> You all on Facebook. You, Shane, what's what you said? 
You all on Facebook parlaying, but you can't bring your ass to work. I could, I could just hear it. So don't be saying okay. like, I'm just okay. not going to respond. No, your ass responding. And that's what you're going to say okay. right there. I agree. <laughs> Maybe. And parlaying is the perfect seen. word. You're right. You know what? That's why y'all are my friends, because y'all know me. I would have told him. <laughs> no, you should have thought about that when you was out on the town having a good time. Mm-mm. Y'all, y'all favorite staff member over here time. lying. I was, I was trying not to be too petty today. Okay. Well, and, Shaq, I mean, I'm sorry, Jasmine, what is your response? You know, I think I would leave him on red until he came back in the office and be like, don't send me that. I'm not lying for you. Don't pull me into your foolishness. Right. No, I completely agree. I probably would have read it because I typically will read my text messages and I don't have them previewed on my lock screen. So I probably would have opened it and then I would have been like, boy, bye. Tell him, boy, bye. Tell him, boy, bye. I wouldn't have said nothing. I thought you was doing that Emmanuel and Philip when they was like, boy, bye. You ratchet, you know. Oh, Emmanuel. Not with them shoes on because you ratchet. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh, it didn't resonate, friend. I'm sorry, friend. You got to learn. You got to learn these Atlanta folks if you move into our Peach State. Yes, sir. they was from Atlanta, right? Yeah, I'm really not sure. <laughs> Is that all the comments y'all have to say about Sean? I'm, I'm, I'm done Sean. with Sean. I, I'm tired of him. So let me give y'all an update on Sean. So, <laughs> look, yeah, I wish y'all could see Erica. She looking like she really got some tea about Sean. No, like on, Sean please. is a real person. Let let me update no, y'all real is, quick. This is based on a real story, so this is technically a real update. You y'all just don't know who it is. So supposedly, a new uh a new temp started working at the job, and they know Sean. And you know, I told y'all around the office, everybody is like, "Yeah, Sean has been in the hospital." Whoop the whoop the whoop. And somebody, I guess, brought it up in the presence of the temp. And the temp was like, ain't nothing wrong with Sean. The temp then put all of uh, Sean's business out. But the thing about it is everybody in the office knew there wasn't nothing really wrong with him. But it's like, what can you do? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Why Sean got stilato? Why he got stilato? Why he can't just use his little vacation, PTO, sick day? No, but you know what? Let's talk about it. That's why I say let's talk about this because you, it's just like me. I ain't been sick since I got my job. Knock on wood, but I got a lot of sick days that I would love to use. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes maybe it is that you just got to tell that little lie, say you sick, so you can use them sick days and not even have to touch them vacation days. Because well, if you leave your job, you get paid for your vacation days, but you don't get paid for sick days. That's true. In the state of Texas, they be like, you got to use vacation time. Sick time is really when you're sick. I'm like, well, I'm taking a mental health day. Right. And don't nobody Look, say I, nothing. I really personally, and what I used to always do when I was being the operative word at LSU. Oh, that's the school you was at. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all was keeping it. You was keeping it a secret. No, I said you it. said that. You said that on our uh, pilot episode that we didn't even show anybody, so it's still on private. Remember, I ain't sure that episode. No, but I thought when I said when I said that I, around the time when I said I was quitting my job, you finally asked. She was like, "Can you be petty and tell us?" Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. No, no shade to LSU, but when I was at LSU, I'm like, "Cause that's your alma mater." Mm, 
Is it considered that when you went to grad school? Because I'm repping U of H to the day I die. Don't you got a diploma from there? Sure, but I <laughs> didn't they take your money diploma? No, but I could not have gotten my LSU diploma if I hadn't got my U of H diploma. Can I get an amen? Amen, friend. You don't know you ain't got to preach loyalty loyalty to me to your undergrad because y'all know it's all about the University of Arkansas and the Arkansas Razorbacks all day. Okay, we know that, but I'm just saying I was just you know thank you throwing in there. You know, but anyway, when I was at LSU, I'm like. I honestly don't think, unless somebody is, unless you have probable cause to think somebody is taking advantage of a system, and then even in this case, it's hard. If somebody wants to take off work and they doing what they need to do, if you have not designated set times in the year that your employees cannot take off, I don't really think there are any questions to ask. And supposedly, I don't know if it's federal or for some state to state, some employers can't even ask you unless it's a certain number of consecutive days. Um, and so it's like, I just don't really feel like it's any question. If my work gets done, don't ask me why I'm not at work. I don't want to be. Hmm. I didn't pay my dues. Hmm. That's me. Yes. That's me. So, but yeah, so last week, well, I'm sorry, a week and a half ago, we talked about our summertime goals, our summertime knows, and you know, some things we want to get accomplished this summer. Did y'all have any feedback? I'm sorry, I could have looked. Did we talk about, uh, did I talk about working out? I don't even remember what my summer goals were. I got so many. You talked about working out and something, I think well, eating better or like spending less money. I remember the more, eating better. Cooking of, more or something. Yeah, I remember that one. I just can't remember if I talked about eating out. Well, let me tell you this. I already told Erica because I put it on my Snapchat yesterday, but your boy did a 5K in less than 30 minutes. What? And y'all, I could not believe it. So God wow, is so good to me. You've been running for a long time. Oh, I've been limited. I've been running since day one. I've been running for Jesus, but but you know, I, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> but physical running, yes. And I, I mean, because my time about couple, well, shoot, about a couple months ago, it was like 37 minutes, and I'm like, okay, we down to less than 30. So, you hey, doing good. Okay. Well, let's if our recap. We'll go into some um, other things later. But I want to jump into the questions for this week. This week's topic is code switching. And I will say that this, you know, topic definitely came to me based on BuzzFeed's video that has been surfacing um, with the, I assume she was Latina, um, woman who comes in, she kicks it with all of her different people, and then she gets to the white woman, and she becomes very prim and proper when she talks to her. Which you know, did you say she was Latina? I believe so. Was she not? No, she won us. See, I was confused. I wasn't even gonna say that. I was confused because I didn't know if she was a Latinx individual or if she was black. I was kind of confused, so I, I just thought left she it was out black. There. But when I saw the video, that was my assumption. Okay. Isn't it, what is it called? Shaq, can you explain Latinx again? Absolutely. So we use Latinx because Latino and Latina, they assign gender to those terms. And so for people who are not necessarily on the gender binary, we use Latinx to be inclusive of them and also as to not, um, you know, assign anyone else a particular gender that we don't know. Perfect. Thank you for uh, refreshing that. 
And then what? We got. We finna talk about gender pronouns later in my segment, and I'm so glad you brought that up. Okay, cool. Aww. Well, I don't know. I don't want to sign um, her identity to her, so I will redact my retract. As, as you say, her. I don't want to track my. <laughs> We all learning. I don't want to, I will retract my statement and say, um, they were a person of color. Um, and she just chops it up with all of her different people that she connects with. And then she becomes very prim and proper when she speaks to her white colleague. So, um, that is what this is. You forgot friends. She also was a little fast as my granny would say. Yes. She spoke to You saw how she checked that boy out. (laughs) How you doing? I'm okay now. So, yeah. So, to start off our discussion, I just want to define code switching um, as told by the Books to Bills podcast. So, we are defining code switching as the um, process or the act of um, interchanging, if you will, mannerisms, your tone, your clothes even, your outward appearance, um, in order to adapt to um, a particular group or a particular setting. And of course, because this is Books to Bills, we will be talking about it in the context of work and other professional um, settings. So do y'all have anything? Do y'all want to add anything to that definition? Because that was one of the questions, like define it on your own if you want to add anything. And Shaki would be I like I like the Erica Holland un- unabridged definition. I like that. Yeah, Okay. Good. I will say, since we're talking about definitions, if y'all will let me, I had originally said that it's a fine line between code switching and being fake, though. Mm. Don't you agree? There is. <sighs> yeah. It's a hard, be a little careful. hard pill to swallow, but but the reason why I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I hesitate to agree with it because, and I, I might be contradicting myself, but it's like, I don't want to, I don't want people to think I'm being fake. I just have different levels to me. Like, I don't have to speak, you know, I don't necessarily have to use proper grammar, if you will, in order, in every in every conversational setting I'm in. But if I need to, even if it is for, even if it is to let a particular group know that I actually can speak properly, you just know, like, I'm relaxing myself in particular situations. So, I mean, maybe that still is fake, but that's how... I wouldn't place it on it. That's how I think of it. Like I can adapt. No, I didn't say that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean to imply that code switching is being fake. I said just it's a fine line. I get you. No, I get you. I get exactly what you're saying. Okay, so kind of jumping right in. Do y'all feel that code switching is necessary? That's not like for you to share at work. Necessary at work. And necessary at work. I would say at one point I thought it was very necessary always being like the only person of color um on a team i thought it was very necessary like y'all not about to act like i'm not educated or that i can't you know stand in conversation toe-to-toe with you guys and so i'm going to eloquently communicate how i feel but now in this position that i am in now with all the research that's coming out about how stressful code switching is Mm -hmm. and how, you know, it drives up your blood pressure and your mental health because you're constantly having to be aware of how you're presenting yourself in front of different types of people. I think I've just taken a stance. Like, I don't want to have to do that anymore. If I can't authentically be myself, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be there. 
for for my real. health in general. I think that's real. Um, I've been in, I've been in two situations. I've been so uh, actually, it's so funny this comes up. So my first internship um, was when I was in high school, and I actually did an internship for Pizza Hut, which is run by Yum Brands, Y U M Brands, and um. From just different things, you know, I saw on TV and heard people say, you know, I know that not even because I was not completely because I was black in terms of what I was wearing, but I'm like, I'm going to go to an office setting. So I need to have on like a button down and a skirt and, you know, look professional, if you will. Well, the first thing I noticed is that people didn't dress like that when they went to work. It was business casual as I know it now. So I was like, oh, okay, I can kind of relax a little bit. And even my internship supervisor told me that. The second thing that really applies here is that I was like, I need to make sure I use proper grammar. Like I know proper grammar. I don't always use it, but I need to make sure I speak properly while I'm in these spaces. So don't say ain't and finna. Like I was being very conscious about it. And I remember being in a setting with myself, another black woman, and I think two other white people, and they were using ain't and finna and wanna. And I remember thinking to myself like, oh, I can actually use this stuff at work. They're not going to think I'm, you know, illiterate if I use those things. And so that was probably one of the first situations where I think I can honestly say I code switch. But similar to Jasmine, in my last job working in residential life, I, to, to a great extent, I feel like I could be myself. I was loud. I was funny. I was witty, rolling my neck, just being who I am. And I think people appreciated me for that. Um, and I can definitely attest to how stressful it is feeling like you have to push your shoulders back and do all this extra stuff to appeal to certain people. But in terms of it being necessary, I think sometimes I do feel like this overwhelming need to be like, let me cut the uh, Ebonics off, if you will, and let you know that I can speak very properly and don't try to play me. Because I hate when people think that they can, they, they assume something about you based on the way that you present yourself. Like, don't get it twisted. And so sometimes I do feel like I have to code switch in order to make a point to people, which is stressful, you know? I wanted to kind of bring up an example before you go in, Shaq, um, because I think how I, you know, everybody know I went to Savannah, midwives from like across the United States, and it was a very big networking opportunity for me. Yes. And partying opportunity. I knew you was going to say something. <laughs> but it was a big ne- networking opportunity. And so I wanted to be aware of how I addressed other people and how they addressed me. But if you've been to mostly anywhere in Georgia, but in Savannah, like most of the service workers were African-American. And if any time was apparent that I code switch, it was at Savannah. And that's when I made up my mind, like, I'm not doing this no more. Because... Anytime I saw a service worker, like, it's just innate for me to speak. But I would address them very differently than I would this white midwife that's in the elevator with me. And yeah. so I was just like, man, this not, am I being fake? Just like Shaq was saying, like, it's a thin line. Like, am I being fake? Um, what is the authentic Jasmine? Like, what kind of Jasmine do I want to be? And what can I maintain? You know what I'm saying? Like, where's the 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 middle ground for that? So that I'm not like having to just, mm-hmm. I want to say perform. So I don't have to perform anymore. And yeah, I can just be that's me. True. Um, For me, I think, I mean, yes, I, I code switch all the time, but I don't, I do it because I like, I don't even think, 
Like, I don't think about it. I just do it. Mm-hmm. But I would say mine is more so, like, I don't code switch between, like, people. So, like, when I go into the office, and I think it's because I'm so comfortable with the people that I work with. So, like, they going to get me. They going to hear me say, like I just said, they gone. Like, I say that kind of stuff. That's just me. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that anyway. You know? <laughs> I, I'm going to do that anyway because that's how I am. Um, But I... So that happens, but the time that I really catch myself, and it's not really catch myself because I still do it on purpose and I will continue to do it, is that when I'm having a difficult conversation or a developmental conversation with my students of color, I turn everything off and I talk to them how I know that we both were raised. And so some of the words that I don't necessarily use all, you know, all the time are like words that I know our parents will use. So like when I'm talking to y'all. Like if I say stuff like being fast or being managed, of course, I don't use that every day talking to everybody at work. But if I was in a conversation with one of my students, you know, I may use that kind of lingo. And so I code switch just in a way I code switch in a way to be comfortable with my students. But I do think about our field and Erica, prior to you stepping out of it, I think you can probably attest to it. You kind of hit on it is that our field is very like very liberal and everybody there's an emphasis on being authentic and so i've always felt like i can be myself i say the things you know i'm country and so that's what it's oftentimes it's chalked up to be oh he country so that's why he says y'all because even when i'm sending a formal email i'm gonna say y'all because i'm not about to say you all because it sounds stupid to me and so like (laughs) i'm gonna be myself i'm gonna say what i need to say and so i just i think it's because i'm in such a liberal field that i'm able to do it but from the way i talk to my next door neighbor to well, my office next door neighbor to the director of my office, it's all the same. Okay. I th- you know, as a nurse, we do telehealth visits, which means like we're visiting over some type of technology, whether it be Skype or the phone. Um, and I've had several clients be like, um, they'll they'll ask me, Do you guys have a, a black provider that I can talk to? I was like, That would be me. It's like, Oh, you don't sound black. I get it though. Mm. But then it forces you to challenge what that sounds like. What does sounding black mean? But then I think we could all be honest. At least I will be. I can tell when somebody black on the phone. Like, I can tell. So it's hard to, like, challenge that stereotype. And it's like, I also feed into it. too. Like, I would bet money if I talk on the phone with somebody I can't see. Mm, They not black. Or that's black. Right there. So it's interesting. Like, I'm not surprised that that kind of thing happens. I do it, too. I don't ask to speak. I don't be like specifically. Let me speak to a black person, but I like you said. I can tell. Mm-hmm. I can tell when I'm on the phone with Shania, and when I'm on the phone with Shaniqua. Shania. <laughs> well, okay. I originally went to say Shania, thinking of a white person, as in like Shania Twain. Yeah. But then I realized, yeah, I was like, that ain't gonna translate because you know Shania is more so one of us. I can tell when I'm on the phone with Shelly, and when I'm on the phone with Shania. There. Okay. <laughs> I was on the phone. I was on the phone with um a guy for my cell phone provider, and he something was going. <laughs> You're on just with- so cryptic. <laughs> I was something that went wrong with my. Well, it didn't go wrong with my bill, but my bill was just magically paid, and I was just like, you know, I'm my not my God today, right? I'm not really one to want to reverse this, but I also don't want it to just. I don't want it to pop back up on me, and I was talking to a guy who I assume was black. And just the way that he conversed with me, I was like, I didn't want to reverse the situation, but I also didn't want it to come back in the, you know, come back later. And so basically the conversation went along the lines of, uh, went along the lines of, I was like, Hey, 
you know, my building has been paid, but I didn't pay it. He went through a few different things like, this isn't you, this wasn't you, this wasn't you. Is this your phone number? And I'm like, no. And so I was like, I said, so the bill not going to show up later. He was like, no. I was like, so I'm good. He was like, now I could tell you some other things if you want me to over this line, but we could also just hang up the phone now and, you know, we could be done with the conversation. And I was like, all right, all right, cool. Well, like you have a good day and, you know, you, you, know, you enjoyed your weekend. Thank you so much for right, your service. Thank you for the blessing. It was good. So it's like, you know, you, you kind of know when you're your people out there. So I feel that. All right. Because so. I can hear, I can hear Jim right now. Well, um, I, I, it looks like you didn't, you actually didn't make this payment. Well, looking at your last two payments, it seems like your bill averages about $150. I'm just going to put a charge on your account for $150 this time. No. Thank God for who? I think his name was David. Thank God for David. Okay. So then our last question is, um, I guess we kind of really talked about this if y'all want to elaborate any. But the last question was, do you always code switch? Explain. So Jasmine, I know you talked about how you're moving towards not doing it because it's so exhausting. I've alluded to that too. I feel like Shaq, you did too. Any final thoughts on it then? Um, I think I do co-switch sometimes between family. Hmm. Elaborate on and that. And I didn't really think about that. Um, I didn't really think about that. And not necessarily say like that my vocabulary is just so great or so grand and so large and my family is so crazy and so dumb or anything. I, I'm not trying to imply any of that. Um, but it's just like the things that I know and the things that my friends know and keep up with are not the things that my family talks about. So I, I code switch in the sense of we just talk about completely different things. Does that count? No, I think it does. I, I don't think extent, so. I do. What'd you say, Jazz? I don't think so. You say you talk about different things, but like, to me, code switching would be like the way that you're talking about it. Does that change? Or just the subject matter change? Okay, I, I, I hear you. I would say, of, of course, the subject matter changes, but even deeper than that, the theme of the subject matter changes. Sometimes my stance, even some, not necessarily, oh, that's not a good one, but like, I don't know. Maybe I, that just ain't a good one. No, I feel where you're coming from. I think it's complex. Um, because I do think that certainly after you go away, whether you went away to the military, whether you went away to go to some kind of multi-year camp, anything that you go away from and it develops you in some way, positively or negatively, and you come back into an environment where you're familiar with people, I think you will naturally interact with them differently. And so going off to school and being away, and especially being away from them and, you know, wherever you live, whatever, I think it does change. And I do find, thankfully, in my family, I've never felt like anybody thought I was a goody two-shoes because I went to school. Now, I do have some cousins that have gone to school, so that probably helps a little bit. But I've never felt like, ooh, you know, and like my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family are very different. My dad grew up in the country. My mom grew up in the city, but she had parents from the country, kind of like I am. And so they are very different ways of living. So I've really experienced some different things. And I actually went to a family reunion this this weekend. And the way that they are used to doing a lot of things, I'm not familiar with that, you know. But I wasn't, I didn't feel at any point that they looked at me like, oh, you didn't got you two degrees. You think you good. 
none of that ever came out of their mouths. I never felt like I was too good to go go uh, ride down the dirt road or go into my auntie house. I, it was fine. And I guess it's probably because I've been introduced to it. But I do think that it it is weird sometimes when you come back into environments where you realize, dang, I used to be able to kick it with you real hard. But now, like, I find that my worldview has expanded and, grow. you know, connect as much as we used to. But I am really grateful that I don't feel like I have to code switch much when I'm around my family. However, I do find, Jackie touched on this, that my views on certain things have changed a lot. And I hesitate sometimes on if it is a battle to fight in that moment. Because yeah. I'm like, I could sit here and try to explain to you why that person does not want to be called he or she. But where are we really going to go with this? So right. it worked. You just time. told me a whole joke about gay people. Now, how am I going to really educate you? So I, I'll be honest. Sometimes those moments are hard. I will say it is the social justice stuff that, like, that is that is more difficult to talk about with family. Mm-hmm. Let me. I'm gonna say this, and we could go on. But we so I'm from Reed, and McGee and Dumas are neighboring cities, neighboring towns. And so most of the time, whenever we do all of our business in McGee and stuff, it's the closest one. Well, I'll, pretty much of of probably five gas stations that are in the town, four of them are now owned by people of color, um, and more specifically, um, people of Arab descent. And so my family is always like, them Arabs this, uh, go get food from the Arabs. And I was like, I struggle. I be telling them, I'm like, no, we don't, we're not going to dress them. As, I was like, the store has a name. That's what we're going to dress as. And now a couple of them in my family call me professor because <laughs> they, so you got to deal with that too. And I'm just like, okay, at the end of the day, don't call them folks no damn Arabs. I never yeah, knew I how bad that. it gets like. I don't know. I don't remember if I told y'all, but um, there was like this police chase on my street when I went home this weekend. And it was a whole mess. But anyway, the guy ended up getting arrested. They had to call up the ambulance. And... <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> what they had to... <laughs> to call? <laughs> they had to call don't emergency call services. No, call you switch. said the ambulance. <laughs> The ambulance. <laughs> I love it. This a nurse, it. y'all. Right. <laughs> nah, I say ambulance. Oh. No, she would. No, she would have been at work to my son, and they called the paramedic. <laughs> <laughs> call I say I ambulance. My too. casual talk, y'all. Okay, so anyway, I so say I say ambulance. They had to call the ambulance. So anyway, we're at the light, like watching stuff go down. You know, trying to see, and the the man he handcuffed, he popped out the back of the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> and start and take off running y'all down the street and so um, I had to call my mama and give her an update like mama he done got out the ambulance and <laughs> ran down the street and she was like what color is he I said he's Hispanic like, oh they probably you know he undocumented I said see <laughs> oh like, my gosh I shouldn't have laughed <laughs> no like no, I thought I'm she laughing at the say, fact that your mama just said it like that. Right, though. like it's just casual. I be like, you can't say that. You can't say that stuff. Say, go, I'm sorry. No, no, go I ahead. I thought she was gonna say, "My, <laughs> this is so bad, y'all." And we are, 
please understand that we are saying these things to educate people. It's funny. I mean, we ain't gonna lie. Like these options that happen at home, and we just like y'all. Half of, and half of our colleagues, it didn't happen to them too. Yes, right. I thought you was gonna say that your mama said was it a Mexican, and I'm like, everybody's not from Mexico. You gotta stop calling everybody Mexican. Okay, damn. She said is he Mexican, but I was trying to clean it up a little bit. <laughs> No, but then I be telling my mama all the time, like, mama, you cannot say that. Well, well I don't mean anybody. Well, you wouldn't be, you would not be okay if people was like, was it the blacks or the N-word? Like, you would not like. No. You, wait, you know say, when people are they get. they Africans? <sighs> when, when parents get a certain age, they just feel like they can say whatever they fuck they want to say. Yes. Like, I done, I done kept my mouth shut for long enough. And now I'm, I'm going to get to say whatever I want to say. So if that Mexican, is, was he undocumented? Is that why he was he was running? No, ma. I don't know, but no. Nah, this <laughs> a real podcast for real people, y'all. Were you about to say something, Shaq? No, I'm just I'm still tickled out. <laughs> Gotta love your parents. Gotta teach your parents sometimes too. Okay, well, I think that was a great conversation on code switching. As always, as we always say, please share your share your thoughts, share your comments, and share your stories about code switching, whether it's professional, whether it's at work, with your friends, whatever you feel like, you just gotta switch it up a little bit. And then our So I'm glad you said that, Erica, because we didn't at the beginning of today's episode, like we do a lot of times, we always be like, Oh, do we have any feedback from social media? What folks talked about? We forgot to do it today. Okay. But my the only feedback that I got feeds right into this uh part it's like my question was can nurse j share a list of the books on social media that she reads oh and and i was like that is a good question i'm pretty sure she can just type up a list or whatever and i was like if i could remember him i would type him but hell i've been and wrote the wrong book so he been and wrote dr seuss right (laughs) oh the places you'll go (laughs) yeah i could do that Uh, or if you would um, like to, you can follow me on Instagram because I do post books there also. Go on and give us your Instagram. Oh, my Instagram is jazz, J-A-S underscore selection, but soul is S-O-U-L. And I'm also tagged in all so the books jazz to build. underscore selection. Yes. Amen. So, well, speaking we of speaking of Jasmine and books, it is your turn, Jasmine. So, Hit us with your departmental updates, please. Girl. Everybody say ass nurse J. Ass nurse J. <laughs> You're so silly. Uh, don't ask nurse J what book she reading this month because clearly it's evidence of nursing foundations. That's what she reading. This month, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this summer class, like I'm taking two classes this summer. They're not hard. They're just time consuming. And there's a there's group work. Y'all don't like group work. I don't like having to like coordinate. We talked schedules. about that. Yep. I don't. I don't like that. But anyway, whew. um. So that's what book I'm reading this week, actually. And I, the question that I had was pertaining to insurance. And so it says, I have, I have a new job. I have insurance. Like now, what? And I think that's an important part of transitioning from books to bills. Is hey, I have to sign up for benefits. Where do I start? You know? Ooh. And so either you're gaining new employment or you're turning 26. Because, you know, at 26, you got to get off your parents' insurance. Time to get your own stuff. Okay? And, baby, they send you a letter in the mail. Okay? Okay? 
They hey, send lady, you a know. letter. So if you have to get your own insurance, you can go through your employer or you can go through the marketplace. But I'm going to speak more to the employer aspect because that's what this person wanted to know. And most HR departments have a benefit specialist where they can answer any questions that you have, clarify some things before you make your selection. Now, the selection period is only usually for the first what, 15, and my job is fit the first 15 days. You have 15 days to look through your options and select what package you want to go with. And so do not miss that open enrollment because after it's closed, they're not going to open it back up to you. Until you October, your, usually. Yeah. You have to wait and till the you next. you don't get it until January. Yeah, you got to wait Let me tell y'all how cycle. I missed open enrollment when I was a grad student. I didn't know nothing about That was the first time that I needed insurance. And then that was also when the provisions under the Affordable Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare, mandated that everybody have insurance and you was going to get that penalty on your taxes. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I had known that. that was the first time I was going to file my taxes. It was the first time I had to do health insurance, all of this, and I missed open enrollment. Did you get penalized? I didn't. I, you know, I was able to finagle the system because it was like, <laughs> it, it was my first, it was, I had a lot of excuses and I had some documented ones basically sharing that this was my first time getting insurance and that I wasn't properly educated on it. They, uh, they actually allowed me to enroll in the non-open period. Oh, that's, I mean, hey, that don't happen often. So if you didn't know, if right. you don't have health insurance, you do get penalized on your taxes because they're trying to mo- promote that everyone have health insurance. So going back, um, usually your benefits package has three uh, three parts. You have medical insurance, vision, and dental. Now, what I was probably the biggest selling point of my position that I have now, I don't pay for medical insurance. I only pay for dental and vision. My employer pays it, my medical insurance, 100%. And that was important to me. So some people negotiate. Well, hell, I wish that was my testimony because it ain't. Because I certainly have money out of my check to pay for my, uh, I don't need no uh, vision. But the dental and the med, I pay for that. How much um, do you pay in medical insurance? Oh, I got the cheap, uh, <laughs> I got the cheap plan. I don't remember, uh, I remember there was three plans and I just got the cheapest one that allowed me to have a health savings account. Um, okay. So I got a flexible spending account, but I think aside from my contribution that I take out and add to my, um, my little savings account, like my health savings account, I think I pay like, uh, a hundred dollars a month. That's not bad, Shay. Yeah. Yeah, but it was the cheap it was the cheap plan. Well, when I was at LSU, you only had two options and they were both relatively the same amount of money. Um total for health vision and dental, I paid $204 and the health was like 160 or 70 of that. And so yeah. and that's the I don't know how y'all what y'all's experience has been but uh dental and vision are so cheap. One of them was under $10. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I paid a lot of money for health insurance and I didn't learn until I was talking to a friend and he was complaining about something having to do with his insurance. And then I complained and he was like, you pay for yours. And I'm like, you don't. I didn't even know that was an option. You know, it so is an option. definitely yeah. next time I'm on the hunt, I'm going to be looking for somebody who covers my health insurance. Usually if you work for the state, they'll cover your medical insurance. You just pay for vision and dental, which, like you said, is not expensive at all. 
Um, and so most of the questions that people have, because I used to be a benefit specialist, come from medical insurance. So how do you know what's the best plan for you? Shaq said he got the basic plan, which I would encourage those. If you only go to the doctor once a year for your yearly checkup and physical, take the cheaper option. But if you have some pre-existing conditions where you go to the doctor every three months or, you know, you got to get this checkup for your diabetes, whatever it may be, then you may want to go a step up and uh, get something that you have to pay like a copay or you have this particular uh, deductible to meet, things like that. So you have to kind of assess what's best for you. And then the other question that I get most of the time is, how do I go about finding a provider? So I have Aetna. If that's my insurance carrier, if you go to their website, you put in your zip code and they give you a list of providers that are in your area that take your insurance. Now, there's two things. There's in-network and out-of-network. If you go to in-network, that your insurance covers that. If you choose somebody out-of-network, then that's going to be more expensive. So say Erica, you know, love this one provider. She loved going to Susie. But when she switched jobs, Susie was no longer covered under her insurance. She could continue to go to Susie, but she's going to pay more out of pocket because she liked that provider. She's comfortable with her. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead, Erica. I actually, that's actually my case. Um, while I oh. was in grad school, I was insured over through my parents. And my parents' insurance was covering me up to like 80, 85%, which is still pretty good. And um, in Louisiana, for anybody who lives in Louisiana and or is moving there ever, I love the Ochsner medical system because, one, they have so many clinics and hospitals or medical facilities. Um, and they typically have so many doctors that, I mean, it's nothing for you to get on the app and schedule an appointment like today for an hour from now. Like, and that was the reason why I like them. And so that was pretty much the case. The, the amount of money that I would have to pay. Um, was pretty much the same well, no matter what doctor. Well, then when I became fully full-time employed, um, I got I had to get under LSU's insurance and they were no longer covered. But, mm-hmm. you know, I really, I had built relationships with some of those doctors and sometimes I would just take the pay. Like it would, I could, and my insurance was amazing in LSU. Like I, the, the running joke was that you can have babies for free on LSU's insurance. Um, and it's for real. But I would sometimes pay 25 to $50 just to go to the doctors I had already been with or if I needed to get to a doctor very quickly and didn't have time to wait for the one that was free, well, cover, fully covered under my insurance because they just didn't have the same manpower. So, yeah. That's a good point. Um, I know a lot of people read reviews about p- providers, but just like anything, you need to read a review lightly because most people there's a study that came out most people that leave reviews are were either very very satisfied or they were very very dissatisfied there's no really in between middle ground and so you need to figure out like what's important to you is bedside manner like their you know their personality very important to you or is their level of knowledge because some doctors they're very knowledgeable but they're not friendly so if you just want a doctor to come in and out, tell you what's wrong, this is what we're going to do, blah, 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 and go on out about your business, that's fine. Some people are like, oh, no, I want a relationship with my provider. You got to know what's what's best for you. Um, do you like someone that's inclusive of like, you know, LGBTQ? IA. IA. I was like, I'm missing something. Um, Plus. Plus, sorry. Plus, yes. We, got, so, we, we work know, together. We work we, together. Yeah, hey, that's a team. 
Um, do you want somebody that's inclusive of everyone? Do you want a provider of color? Do you want a man versus a woman? Me being in maternal health, some, you know, women going in for their yearly or delivering their babies, they prefer a woman than a man. It's all in your preference. Location, you want something closer to work, closer to home, um, hours of operation. Like, I see clients up until 6 p.m. That's my last appointment time. Most clinics, their last appointment time is 4 o'clock. So if you're trying to get off of work and trying to go to the doctor, like you need to take all of that into consideration. So, I mean, just do your research. Do your research. And then, like I say, utilize your HR department, your benefit specialist that can answer any of those questions for you, too. I also say, too, when I was getting ready to choose insurance, now I had the luxury of um, becoming a full-time employee. Um, where I also went to grad school. And so um, I had a lot of people that I was full-time, that I was friends with that were already full-time employees that I asked. And so I would say, even if you are new to a company, before you sign and decide which one you want, ask people, like, which one do you use? You know, if you're a parent or whatever, or if you're someone who, you you know, ask people who have similar lifestyles and you are just in general, just get people's opinions. And that helped me a lot for insurance, for benefits, all of that stuff. I was like, which one is the best one to choose? Which one you do? Which retirement company did you go with? I asked a lot of questions like that because I'll be honest, I haven't, well, I've only done it once. So, but I hadn't heard a lot of good reviews about the, um, what do they call it? The, the, the human resources, benefits and medical, whatever insurance thing that you do, the onboarding. Mm-hmm. orientation you do for your company I didn't hear a lot of good reviews about it and people typically say it's so boring and everything um but mine was decent pretty decent but I did ask a lot of questions so that would probably help a lot too because it's a huge decision and it ain't no reversing it usually right I had a lot of questions for my folks too and they was in there like oh I, I love it most people are quiet I was like no I need these questions answered this is mm-hmm. important yeah, like I said, when I found out that there there's some employees pay for insurance, that's something I'm definitely gonna be looking for as I as I continue to job search in the future, because I mean, two hundred dollars from your check, like I don't understand how much I'm gonna be paying on my new job just yet, but like two hundred dollars that I don't even get to see just so I can go to the doctor, which I will say, in the end, I think it was worth it. I had peace of mind knowing that. I mean, I never have to pay anything for prescriptions, none of my prescriptions, none of my visits. <laughs> none of my scriptures i could just go to the doctor and be good you know so it was nice but that was it for the ask nurse jay good one whoever asked that good question i love those jasmine how you be getting questions you know people don't email they don't like listen on social media they text me i need y'all to email or you know follow directions that's what I need y'all to do. <laughs> read your Bible. Read, read well, your maybe Bible. they just like, you know, people like to an- ask questions, you know, in private. I see. So. I ain't mad. I'm very glad that people are asking questions and I have content to bring to the podcast. So keep asking, keep texting. But if it makes y'all feel better, we'd be the only people looking at our social media and email. And we don't use just your name know. unless you want us to. Yeah. But we appreciate y'all. All right. Shaq, hit us with your departmental updates. Um, It's time for my department updates. That was my little music. 
Um, so today I got a couple things, a few things, if you will, that I would like to talk about, and Bay Search ain't one of them. So over the summer and slash probably throughout, I would like to introduce a daiquiri of the day. So everybody knows that I like to drink, and oh, so we know one of the things that I am okay, not too much, friend. And so one of the things that I um like to do is mix cocktails. And so I was, was it about two weeks ago, Erica, that I made my mimosas that day? Was I with you? You know what? No, I made them. I showed you on, on uh, Snapchat. You know what it was? It was Memorial Day. On Memorial Day, I decided to, because I ain't had nobody to kick it with, I was like, let me just make up a bunch of recipes of mimosas because I oh, love mimosas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so today I'm going to share with you three recipes that I would like for y'all to try on your own. Okay. Okay. You going to post these? I need to see. I'm going to tell you now. Well, I I got the pictures from mine when I made them. Uh, but so Eric and I are going to be together in a couple uh days. And so we're going to make them and then we're going to test them and review them for the folks. But I wouldn't even be sharing, sharing them with you if I didn't know it was good. So I made three different mimosas and one of them, I had three flavors. So I had cherry lime, I had margarita, and then I had sweet and sour. So mm. obviously with, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were all good. So with these three, I use, obviously I got my little orange juice and I got my champagne. Um, and I traditionally err on the heavier side of champagne. Um, so it was really good to mix all these different flavors up so it wasn't like too watery or too sweet so in my cherry lime i got me some grenadine some cherry grenadine um you know mix that you have do y'all know what that is mm-hmm. yes okay and then i mixed it with some lime like your straight lime juice that you buy and then and also i did half a part lime half a part grenadine and then i did one part of um uh, orange juice and then i did about three part champagne three part mm. <laughs> and y'all let me tell you that cherry lime mimosa was just blessing that sounds my soul so good it and sounds refreshing. good when you said it i was that's like oh that's the one i'm gonna try mm-hmm. that's the one i want friend yep and then my other one i did i made was a margarita one so i didn't make any i didn't make the margarita from scratch i used the jose cuervo um that you can buy the pre-mixed margarita Mm-hmm. Uh, but it didn't have it didn't it didn't have tequila. So what I did was I mixed a little bit. I think I mixed one part of margarita mix. You can do your lime flavor. I, I use strawberry flavor, and then I did one part tequila, and then I did two parts champagne. So it was champagne, tequila, and the margarita mix. Mm-hmm. And y'all, I felt like I was in a restaurant, like like, and they had prepared it for me. Friendly. So that was my margarita one. Did you try the margarita mimosa at um Oliver Twist? Oh, if I if if they had it, I tried every single one of them. <laughs> um, and then my third one, which I really it was okay, but I didn't like it as much as I had liked the other ones. It was a sweet and sour, so I used my sweet and sour mix. I put some mixed it with orange juice, and I did a champagne. I think I did one one three. Um, for the parts there, it wasn't as good. Um, usually when I use my sweet and sour, I'm drinking like a whiskey sour. Um, but this time, this particular time it was with that. So it was okay. Um, but that cherry lime, I can't wait until we all together. Cause I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to make that one. Yes. That sounds, I wish you could fly with that stuff. Cause you can't. 
Yeah. Get you some travel bottles. Go to the Walmart and get you them little travel bottles and pour pour a little bit of that. Uh, yeah. Pour, what you said? Pour a little bit of. That. I'll get some limes and we can get some uh tequila. Y'all up here bartending well, we in the air. Buy, hey, when I flew to Las Vegas last year, y'all, I took my little airline bottles on the plane with me, you and can. I feel like every. But I feel like everybody could smell it, and then here go the um the flight attendant on the radio. Um, I just just want to make a uh, make an announcement. Consuming any alcohol on the plane is illegal unless it came, you know, unless they gave it to you. And I was like, I don't know if she always make that announcement or if she smelled this. Either way, I think she telling a lie because I didn't got too many. I didn't got very drunk on the plane before, so that was. Just, but I was also flying Frontier, <laughs> so they. <laughs> so they they probably got their own uh little rules and stuff. Why is it illegal to to consume your own? Is what she was saying. Why, child? I don't know. Clearly, I would have either got the right size and brought it in the airport or bought it while I was in there. I don't know. She just probably was. I think they smelled it on me because I was in the very back seat, right by the hub phone. She could smell it while she was talking. I guess. And I was trying to pull it in conspicuously. It was a whole mess. But by the time I got to Las Vegas, I was good and drunk. And I was, because I got there, I, I landed. My folks had already been there. And so by the time I landed, it was just time to finish partying. <laughs> okay. So anyway. Sound like a good time um, so to that's, me. That's, right. So those are my three daiquiris of the day. Um, And so my hope is that everybody can rewind and write it down, and you can try it on your own and let me know how it tastes. Um, because as my friends like to call me, I am Bob the bartender. Yep. And so I like to bartend when I'm with um when I'm with all my friends. It's just one of the things I like to do. Um so the other thing that I want to clarify is I wrote, I mean, I, we talked about on my base search last week or two weeks ago, I was talking about all of my experiences and then I'd been talking about them before. And so I guess more so last, last episode than before people caught on to the fact that I was using very obscure pronouns and I was saying they, um, and I wouldn't say she as everybody expected me to say she, um, and so I thought that I would come on this one and share with you that um, I don't use she because it may not necessarily be a she that I am searching for in, you know, in search for a bay. Um, and so my friends know that, but I just wanted to share that with everybody. So it could be a he, she, they, or like I said earlier, I think that it's just important that we respect people's pronouns that they, um, that they, I guess, answer to, that they have that they've assigned for themselves. And so that's why I use they, because we never know who that person may be um, and what pronouns they would like. Um, and so I would just say that my base search is very inclusive, right? Amen. So um, right. I just have to, I have to clear that up. Cause I, a couple people text me, they were like, you just kept using they all the time and they all the time. And I was like, well, I kind of do that all the time, but um, I would, I felt like it was even more so important to share. Okay. Thank you so much. Yes, you are welcome. So, the last part of my segment I want to do is our Millennial Music Mashup. Hey. hey. Insert some music here, Erica. Hey. You, gotta, you um, gotta insert something real 90s right here. Oh, me. Okay. Oh. Um. No, I was like, sing. You know how you be singing? No, I know. I, I just caught it. I just caught it. Can you rewind real quick and I'm gonna come back. The Millennial Music Mashup. So, Erica, throw in some music here. I'm a gigolo running last <laughs> Really? <laughs> really? On the spot. That's I what you saying. came up Hold with. On. No, I got it. 
I'm to be right. the one you call your babe. What's how did that song go? Um, uh, friend, you lost me. Bum bum bum. B two K and Nick Cannon. I can't think of a. <laughs> Okay, okay. I'm confused because I I was originally saying this as to say sing the words millennial music mashup like you always do when we randomly say something you just bust out in song. I was so confused. I'm like, why she doing all of this? Yeah, I didn't ask for the radio. I was just I didn't ask for the radio. Millennial music mashup on today's show. Um, I like that. I like that. We got to keep that. Okay. So, um, to introduce this to everybody, our colleagues. And so one, one day I was randomly, I don't know what in the hell I was doing, but I was listening to music. I think it was like, say my name came on. Say my name, say my name. And I was listening. I was like, dang, this song, as much as we like this song, everybody vibed to it in the nineties. It was it the nineties or the two thousand. It was probably in between 98 and 2003. Okay, it was early in around younger time. Well, anyway, I was like, dang, we would never call somebody on a two-way or something. So I was like, um, I wanted to poll poll Jasmine and Erica. So I want to figure out, like, if these songs were, if, if, if we were writing these songs right now, what might we say, right? And so, as the example I used earlier, I have Say My Name. Say my so name, everybody say my name. If no, no one, one is, is around, around you, say, baby, I love you. If you ain't running game, say my name, say my name. So, um, if y'all were writing that song, I mean, how do you think you were writing much differently to, the, to this day? Because, you know, when she came in, I mean, obviously we know what she's saying. She's like, she feels like her boyfriend is around some other chick, right? And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, she's like, say my name. Like, why you won't say my name? She says, to quote Beyonce, she says, you acting kind of shady. Ain't calling me baby. Better say my name. Um, Tell the truth who you with. How would you like it if I came over with my click? If y'all was writing, what would you, what would you want to do? Because I already know what I would do in this situation. If you talking to your significant other and they ain't saying your name, what would you be? What would you do? Who going first? I already got my answer. Go ahead, Erica. <laughs> what you got? I'm hitting that face. I'm hitting that FaceTime button. Oh, you yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, because I, I need to see you. And if you and if you decline it, I'll you already close. know what's up. If you decline it, and you already know. Shout out so, to Big Frida who got a uh, new project out. Please listen. Anyway, continue. Yeah, I'm I'm hitting FaceTime quick. So I think we would all we would all do that one. So that's the idea for this one. But this one I want to get more into the lyrics. This next one I know we know this is a classic and it's busted. Busted. It's two o'clock in the morning. Where you been? Okay, so y'all I just heard I was it. Come in with the next part. Well, I was gonna take that out and actually play the music right there. But it would have been fun for the people to hear us. Okay. Busted. It's two damn clock in the morning. Where you been? Baby, didn't you get my toy? I was with my girlfriend. Um. So you just heard the part. He said, "It's busted. It's two of them clock in the morning. Where you been?" And she gonna respond, "Baby, did you get my two way?" I was with my girlfriend. You alive. So, 
okay, what I need somebody to fix that lyric so that it's relevant in today's society. Which one? The two way? Baby, didn't you get my two way? Oh, I got it. I got it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Didn't you get my pen? I dropped it. I was with my girlfriends. I dropped the pen in your text. Oh, you were going to drop. Okay, that one didn't resonate at first, but I got you. How you going to sing that? Okay. Go ahead, sing it for us, Erica. Baby, did you get my message? I dropped a pen. You oh, a liar. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> he said, well, okay, the next part, he's like, I call, you a lie? I called Keisha and Tanya, and they were both at home. And you like, but I didn't say them though. And he comes back, but they're the only friends I know. Mm. Ain't no technology we can substitute right there, but something got to change. I mean, could it be? It's, this is a little far fetched if people are really into this. But if you had on your um your location on Snapchat, okay, Erica, all wait, your wait, friends you- would have been in one. You own something because I was like, oh, you know how somebody say, oh, I'm with so-and-so. And then that so-and-so done posted on Instagram or Snapchat and you ain't nowhere in the in the story. They they posting pictures from Japan and you in America. Right. Come on now. Because, <laughs> no, because you know what? She said she was in Kisses. Remember, that was the name of the club. Tell me where you You right, you right. <laughs> remember, remember you said what's thing? She said kisses. Yeah. Okay, so, so okay, you got it then, right there. You talking about now? Because your Snapchat said kisses, and Keisha and Tanya said elevations. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that's a good one. My other, one, my last one on this song was he said, "Go upstairs, help me out, somebody." Go upstairs. You just gotta say busted. You know you sing oh, this song here, with somebody. Here, sorry, sorry. Sort of. Go upstairs. Busted. Pack your bag. Cause you busted. <laughs> okay, so in there right call there. Call the cab. <laughs> okay, now that's the one. Oh. Who the hell still calling cabs? Well, we we gonna say call Uber. Call you an Uber. Call Lyft. Call a Lyft. Yes, I'm all about it. But anyway, gonna sing that line too, Eric, because you did the other one good. Which one? Uh, and while you're at it, call the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I am so dead. I am so dead. Friend, I got to use that one about that drop the pen. Baby, didn't you get my message? What I you dropped say? a Drop pen. you a pen. Hey. <laughs> Okay. I love that. Well, that's like, it. That's on my little millennial music mashup. I'm going to be trying to find it. Every now and then, you know, every other month or two, I'm going to try to find us a song to remix. They're going to get a little bit better. But if y'all got one that you know is a classic, go ahead and let us know. Um, yes, and please. I will, we, will, we will bring it up. That was good. I started to bring out uh, Back That Ass Up when he said Cash Money Records taking over for the 9 9 the 2000. Yeah, hell, the song, that song, that's one of them that's still relevant to this day. It's still every, resonates. Every, every lyric. <laughs> every word. Okay. Well, thank you for that Millennium Music mashup. That, that's going to be a fun one, so we need to keep that one going. So today on my department on um what in the hell happened, I wanted to talk about, and my the title of my segment does not actually 
um, convey how I actually feel about what happened. But for the sake of the title, what in the hell happened with J- these new pictures of Jay-Z and Beyonce? I'm pretty sure y'all have seen them. Um, they laid up, boot, boot up, <laughs> and you know, why you taking back to Motown everything? real quick? <laughs> I'm so done. <laughs> they, uh, they laid up or whatever. So my question is, if y'all were in their position, which y'all pose new, like they have, and I'm not implying that, implying that it's wrong. I'm just curious. I have some other comments to make as well. So you asking if we had their amount of money and their fame, would we pose nude? If you if you could put yourself in their shoes, whatever kind of shoes you feel those are, like, do you think being who you are, in essence, but necessarily having their, you know, a balance of yourself, but being in their shoes, would you, would you do a photo shoot like this to promote your tour or your book or whatever it is that you're doing? Well, with a bodies like Jay Z, hell no. But um, that's body shaming. You know, <laughs> and you're not in the business of body body shaming people. Well, I mean, to each their own. But I'm when I get to where I want to be. Oh, I'm a post new, and I ain't even got no money. So you damn right. If I'm I get a little money, news. I show sure enough was gonna do it. <laughs> I'm a post new. I'm I'm a post new. What about you, Jay? I feel like at this point in her career, Beyonce can do whatever. And be okay. Would I necessarily do it? No. But I feel like ain't nothing wrong with it. She could do it. I mean, I feel like even if she was a regular, regular person, she could do it. But my thing is, I've been seeing so many comments about it and one, people are body shaming Jay-Z. And two, people just acting like um he is so ugly. Like a lot of the comments are coming for him. Like, like he's just so ugly. I think I might be He just a, look old as fuck in that picture. I think that I just might be in the one percent. I don't think that I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't necessarily I don't look at Jay Z personally and think like, ooh, that's an attractive man. But I do think he's handsome. Like I don't think he, as my granny would say, a wolf cookie. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he just like, ooh. But I think the other piece of it is people hating. Because pe- we all know people worship the ground Beyonce walks on and think she is God himself. So, I mean, people just hating because Jay-Z got her and they don't. But I don't think he looks bad. I think they look good together. I think they look okay together. But it did- when I saw it, I was like, why did Jay-Z cheat? Right. I mean, and that's, I mean, it's, it has to be, you know, way more complex than that. But I'm like, Jay-Z, you leveled up with Beyonce. Not that you ugly, but you did level up. Like, what would, hey, why you cheat? Why you cheat on that? I'm still confused. That's, that's another show for another day, right? But Another show for another day. Well... Jay-Z said, because people was calling him ugly, Jay-Z's response was, ain't no such thing as an ugly billionaire. I'm cute. <laughs> Be confident then. Yeah. I ain't mad at Jay-Z. At, at all. So. No. I well, think 
Go on, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I was surprised at the quality of the picture. I thought it was dark in the room. Mm. That's okay. It's nice. Maybe that second one threw me off. I like the first one. They could have just kept it at that one. We ain't need the little front view of Jay-Z. We ain't need that. I don't think he looks bad, y'all. I just don't like, I, you know, that's personal preference. The first yeah. one where she's like reading the newspaper, that's my favorite one. They could have kept that like right it. there. What do you think Blue yeah. Ivy and her other kids will say like when they see? First of all, what's the other kids' names? Do we know them? Yeah, Rumi and Sir. Oh, Lord. That supposedly they're named after um two, I think, French poets. Of all these Wakandians that they could have named the baby after they go to the French poets. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> had on a shirt yesterday at the airport that said they were they were Wakandan American. <laughs> did y'all see that uh what that, that did y'all see where that little boy broke that made that whole presentation about Wakanda and the damn teacher up in there act he presenting on it in class. And she did not know what Wakanda was. And then she told me, I did, just not, did not know. She was so dumbfounded. He making up all the lies based on the movie telling her it's a real country. And she didn't fail for it. <gasps> no. I, I've been yes, seeing I'm going to share it with you, Jasmine. She's like, oh, and what's... And he, here you go, tell me about something. They're really known for their vibranium. She's, well, what is vibranium in? <laughs> he was like, well, it's really in a lot of medical discoveries. They use vibranium. And they blah, blah, blah. She was like, oh, really? And they said she didn't even find out that he was fake. It was fake until I guess she went to grade it and she went to Google up Google Wakanda. <laughs> Lord, I'm so old. I said Google up. She went to Google up Wakanda. But yeah. That Lord. took me out. You know, uh, Erica, there was a little boy on that uh, flight back to Dallas that was watching um, Black Panther. Did you see him? Uh-huh. That little bad boy that no. kept that, spilling that milk. Oh, he was watching Black Panther? Yes, he was. That's the only reason why I ain't say something. I, I was like, little boy, if you don't sit Black down. What people milk? watching Black Panther on right now? It's out on the movie. It's out on DVD. So it's out anywhere. You can buy it. Well, it ain't showed up on my HBO app. Uh, maybe it's not going to be on HBO. <laughs> well, they need to put it because I've been ready to watch it. Shoot. It's just probably on what's call on the on Because I promised y'all that I was going to go back and watch it again, and I did not. So I've only seen it one time. I saw it twice and fell asleep on it the third time. Not because it was boring. I had been drinking a daiquiri. <laughs> <laughs> well, colleagues, that's all we have this week. So once again, thank you for tuning in to From Books to Bills podcast. I know some of y'all listening and y'all can follow us everywhere because I'm looking at our numbers and they are a little low. So I'm going to tell you one more again. If you haven't already, go ahead and give us a follow on Facebook. You can find us at Books to Bills Podcast. Same thing on IG, Books to Bills Podcast. On Twitter, you can find us at Books to Bills. And if you want to send us an email, go ahead and send it to from Books to Bills Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>